When Narcissa Whitman prepared to go west in 1836, she took with her a pair of rubber boots, a passport from the U.S. War Department, and a husband she barely knew. Shortly after her death, almost exactly 10 years later, a friend who knew her well, the Reverend Henry Perkins, wrote a letter to her sister back east. It contained these truthful, if not perhaps particularly consoling words. Narcissa was not a missionary, but a woman, he wrote. A highly gifted, polished American lady who was adapted to a very different destiny from the one she found among the Cayuse in Oregon Territory. She loved company, society, excitement, and ought always to have enjoyed it, he added. The self-denial that took her away from it was suicidal. It had not always seemed that way. Narcissa Whitman was born Narcissa Prentice in Prattsburg in the state of New York on the 14th of March, 1808. The daughter of a prosperous middle-class farmer and carpenter, she was well-liked, vivacious, and widely admired for her beautiful singing voice. She was also unusually well-educated for a woman of her day, having attended not one, but two academy schools, where she had received some training as a teacher. Like the rest of her family, she was a devout member of the recently reorganized and vigorously evangelizing Presbyterian Church. The early 19th century was a time of intense religious revivalism in the northern United States, a period sometimes referred to as the Second Great Awakening, in which women played an unusually active role. Narcissa grew up steeped in stories of heroic missionary activity among the benighted heathen, disseminated not only from the pulpit, but also from a flourishing evangelical press. They told of women, sometimes very young ones, not so very different from Narcissa herself. These women led noble, self-sacrificing lives, often in excitingly exotic places, South America, India, Africa, lives that took them far away from the usual domestic constraints of provincial life. The fact that many of these role models died during their missions abroad only added to their aura of saintliness and heroism. While the undertaking was acknowledged to be a formidable one, the optimistic tone of such articles suggested that it was not impossible. Nowhere were the vast cultural and geographical challenges of such enterprises dwelt upon. Instead, these mission reports seemed to suggest that female missionaries, unlike their male counterparts, needed no particular training to be successful. Piety, cheerful devotion to the cause, and perhaps a little teaching and hymn singing were all that seemed to be required. Aged 16, Narcissa seems to have undergone some kind of religious experience, and from this time on, her heart too was set on becoming a missionary. As an unmarried female, however, her chances of becoming one were vanishingly small. So when a proposal of marriage came to her, apparently out of the blue, it must have seemed as if it were the hand of providence at work. Marcus Whitman was a 32-year-old medical doctor who, like Narcissa, also dreamed of a life of Christian service in foreign parts. Although it is not known exactly when the couple first met, since they attended churches that were only six miles distant from each other, it is 
possible that they had been acquainted, albeit distantly, for some time. Both had been inspired by a preacher, the Reverend Samuel Parker, who in December 1834 was traveling through the communities of New York, preaching and raising money for what he hoped would be an exciting new mission. Parker's story was an electrifying one. It told of four flatheads from a distant land somewhere west of the Rocky Mountains, who, having become curious about Christianity, had traveled to St. Louis in the autumn of 1831, seeking out missionaries who would be willing to travel to their communities and bring them the word of God. Unbeknown to each other, both Narcissa and Marcus had volunteered. While the Reverend Parker had initially rejected Narcissa's offer to help, Marcus was quickly appointed by the American Board of Commissioners for Foreign Missions to accompany Parker on an exploratory expedition to Oregon country. 